are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? It's Moose. Welcome to Monday, April 15, 2019. Anybody else watch Game of Thrones last night? Spoiler alert, Ned Stark comes back as a White Walker. Okay, maybe not. Tiger Woods winning the Masters? I don't know about you. I was super pumped about that. And then our beloved Cardinals, the Redbirds, splitting a two-game series against Cincinnati over the weekend. Uh, losing the first game behind actually a pretty uh, stellar start from Adam Wainwright, 5-2, uh, to two, and then beating the Reds 9-5 to five, uh, yesterday. So that being said, a couple of things to uh, take away from this game. Number one, number one, AstroTurf is not your friend. That's right. Nobody likes AstroTurf. Number two, do you think Marcelo Zuna realized he was – going to be a free agent at the end of the season because the, the power surge continues. Uh, we're going to take a look at the game a little bit in our first segment, and we are going to debut a brand new segment. Yes, a brand new segment. This week in the Cubs suck. It's going to be coming up uh, here in just a little bit. Our second segment, taking a look at Marcelo Zuna and exactly should the Cardinals extend him? They've extended Matt Carpenter. They've extended Paul, uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Should they extend Marcel Ozuna? We're going to take a look at that in our second segment. But first, a bit of business to take care of. You can uh, check us out in the brand new Himalaya podcast app. You can also find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. I encourage you to rate and review this podcast on iTunes, Google, and anywhere else that you're listening to it at. Plus, you can interact with me on Twitter at a couple of different places. The first one is my Twitter account, at Moose Michaels. The uh, second one is the Locked On Cardinals Twitter account, Locked On STL. Uh, you can find me at both places, and we uh, can interact there. I have the capability to take phone calls. The problem is I'm not going to give out my personal cell phone number. And uh, once I once I figure out the workaround for that, we'll do some, you know, Google voice calls, something like that. But I want you to interact with the show, and uh, I want you to be able to be a part of this show, too, because this is your show. This is your team every day, right? All right, let's get down to business. Cardinals Red, two-game series, Monterey, Mexico. And uh, the Cardinals, like we mentioned previously, split in the series. Game yesterday, Cardinals beating the Reds 9-5, to making the uh, Cardinals uh, record on the year 9-6. and The uh, Reds fall to 5-9 and on the year. The biggest takeaway from this series, there's a couple of things. We're going to take a look at this uh, game from yesterday first. Marcelo Zuna. This guy is just, I don't know if he decided, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in a... Uh, in a little bit of a slump, and I want to make some money at the end of the year. So let's uh, let's go ahead and turn on the power. A couple of home runs in this game, and uh, if he keeps this up, he's going to be the cleanup hitter the Cardinals needed him to be last year. And it's, and it's fine if that's who he is this year too, of course. Um, but I still think there's an argument to be made to move him up to the three spot. Miles Michael is still 
still struggling, still uh, trying to find his way out of the fifth inning. Gave up uh, four runs on seven hits, three of those runs earned, uh, one walk, three strikeouts, and uh, one home run, his ERA on the season. Six now, the Cardinals' bullpen, though, looking very, very nice. John Gant picking up the win in this game. Only pitched an inning, had one walk, one strikeout. His ERA on the season, .77. Dominic Leone uh, also pitched an inning, had a couple of strikeouts. Uh, Gallegos, a uh, third of an inning. Miller, also a third of the inning, but he's uh, getting a little bit better. Gave up one hit, no runs, one walk, one strikeout. I think Miller's starting to find his form. Um, Jordan Hicks picking up the save, his third save of the season, an inning and a third. And boy, is this guy good. I know there's talk of having Carlos Martinez come back and be the closer, put him in the bullpen. And I get it. I absolutely get it. But, I mean, you got a guy like Jordan Hicks. Do you, I mean, can't you just have Martinez handling the eighth, what Miller's doing now, Put bring Miller in in the seventh? Oh, my word, that'd be a shutdown bullpen. Shutdown bullpen. Uh, Goldschmidt, still just a slightly concerned about him going uh, one for four in this game. His batting average now at 203. Pretty good stuff, right? Uh, slapped the double in this game. Taking a look at yesterday's game and the box score for it. Again, just real quickly going over everything. Carpenter, uh, two for four. Goldschmidt, two for five. And this is the game on Saturday, the one that they lost. Uh, but I'm, I'm pulling up this game. Because while uh, Wainwright gets straddled with the L, he did give a quality start. Six innings pitched, two runs, three hits, a couple of walks, four strikeouts, gave up a couple of home runs. His ERA under four, 3.94. And uh, Brebbia came in after that, solid inning. Uh, Webb, not so much. Not, not so much at all. Uh, Myers also came in with a with a pretty good outing for him as well. So, Michaelis, the team ace, a guy that I said that I was perfectly willing to call him the team ace, uh, not really doing so hot this year. Wainwright, on the other hand, the old dog, the one that uh, they're trying to teach how teach some new tricks to. Well, he seems to be doing okay after that first start. Your takeaways from this series, uh, we got the Brewers coming up next as uh, we are heading to uh, them. Again, April matters, people. April matters. Yeah, 6.40 Central Time. Going to be tomorrow, or excuse me, today. We got them tomorrow, too, on April the 16th. So uh, Hudson getting the start later on today, and uh, Flaherty getting the start tomorrow. And Peralta on the mound for the Brewers. And they're in first place, half game back uh, of the Brewers. This is where the Cardinals have to make a statement. Before, when you dropped, uh, you dropped three of the games in that opening series. You got to come in and you got to make a statement. You absolutely need to be able to say, we're not going away. We're going to take first place. This is our division. Dakota Hudson is going to have to make some adjustments 
because the Brewers owned him the last start that they faced him. Hudson allowed three home runs in that game. And uh, the Brewers' left-handed hitters absolutely creamed him. Freddie Peralta, though, could be a good time for the Cardinals to pounce on him as well. Uh, He had a couple of poor starts against uh, the Cardinals and the Angels in 39 uh, of his 42 pitches he threw in the first. Yeah. Uh, April 3rd, when he's up against the Reds, threw nine pitches and then went on to work eight scoreless innings. So with Peralta, it's, it's kind of you don't know really kind of what you're going to get. Let's hope we get the ladder that can't seem to find the strength zone at all, right? Now let's take a look back at some of the finer, awful moments of the Cubs history. And this week in the Cubs suck. And the Cubs do suck. Take Sammy Sosa, the guy that was going neck-to-neck with Mark McGuire in 1998. Smashed the Cubs record 545 homers with that team. Slamming Sammy. Supposed to be beloved by Cubs fans everywhere. You never hear him talk about him now, except for the fact he looks like Pepto-Bismol. Lost a briefcase with $20,000 in it in a hotel lobby. Forgot how to speak English at his PED hearing. Yeah, but the worst thing, yeah, the worst thing, his court bats. Denied any culpability, claimed he accidentally used a batting practice bat. Okay, yeah. Slam in Sammy, another reason the Cubs suck. And I'd like to remind all of you as Cardinals fans, no matter how bad things get for the Redbirds, no matter how bad it gets, you could always, always, be a Cubs fan, right? Be sure to check us out on the brand new Himalaya podcasting app. You can also uh, find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. But the Himalaya podcasting app, that is where you want to be. Absolutely. Why? Why? Amazing interface. Beautiful UI. Curated playlist. This is the podcasting app for people who love podcasts. Check it out today. The brand new Himalaya podcasting app. Going to be talking Marcelo Zuna coming up in our next segment right here on Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you have to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know they work, right? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Again, that promo code MLB. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name's Moose Michaels, and you can uh, listen to this show on the brand new Himalaya podcast app, 
Also, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere that you listened to your favorite shows. Anybody else watch Game of Thrones on Sunday night? I rocked my boy to sleep watching it. And uh, now it's not the kind of show. He's only he's, he's eight months old as of yesterday. And it's not the kind of show, obviously, that he needs to be watching. So he was asleep. But I don't want to spoil it. I'm really excited for this upcoming season. But I do have to admit, the one part I was let down in the opening credits, where it goes over the map and it shows you everywhere the show's going to hit, I just realized we're down to like three locations, which is crazy to me. Anyway, back to uh, the business of baseball here on Locked on Cardinals. Marcel Ozuna, free agent at the end of the year, the left fielder. We can't ever decide really what uh, we like about this guy. You know, kind of lampooned last year for not being who the Cardinals thought he was going to be. He had a big year with the Marlins, 37 bombs, won a gold glove. This year, he's fallen off the fence like some ill-prepared Spider-Man that's run out of web fluid or can't seem to remember how to jump. Face plans. But then at the plate, he turns around and he's hitting home runs, seems like left and right. Currently, through 51 at-bats, he's had five home runs, 11 RBI. His average now at 275. The on-base could be better. It's at 302. His OPS, uh, 929. Now, for his career, the average can on point, the uh, on-base percentage at 328, his OPS at 783. Over his last seven games, Ozuna is batting 308, 333, 962. That's what he's slashing. The last 15 games is kind of more in line to where his stats are, but here recently he's kind of gotten that hot bat, which leads to a question. Do you need to start entertaining should you re-sign Ozuna? Yes, you got Tyler O'Neill waiting in the wings. Nothing against Tyler O'Neill at all. The guy swings a, a real big bat when he hits the ball, but he's got to hit the ball. O'Neill still has some strikeout issues. Um, now, the defense probably be a little bit better, but if Ozuna continues down this road, where he decides, okay, I'm going to be this hitter that the Cardinals needed me to be. I'm going to be the guy that they traded for. And he really turns it on. Let's say, conservatively, he hits 28, 29 home runs in the number four spot. Now, if the projections are right on Paul DeYoung and he knocks around, say, 23, 24, and let's say 25 to 30 for Goldschmidt, I still think he's going to hit closer to 40 when he figures it out. And let's say Carpenter gets somewhere around 20 to 25 too. So you've got through your one through four spots, four guys that could have 20 plus bombs, maybe closer to 30. And you're willing to let that guy walk. Do you do it? Do you let Ozuna walk? Or do you bring him back? Now, his war, for the most part, is generally just over two. Like two point, I think it was 2.5, 2.7, something like that last year. And if the value of a win currently sits at around $9 million, and he was worth, uh, let's, just, let's just lower it to two. Let's say he was worth $18 million. That is the qualifying offer, essentially. Why would you not give Ozuna the qualifying offer? 
I know a lot of people say don't do it because, well, what if he accepts it? Well, what if he does? He's still a young man. You know, he's still theoretically in his prime years. Let's say he accepts that qualifying offer. You pay him 18 point whatever million dollars. And you got a guy that can smash home runs in the fourth spot. Be the cleanup hitter that you wanted him to be. Is there anything really wrong with that? Or is the defense, the questions about the shoulder, which, by the way, he made some pretty good throws on this last game. And I'll be the first to admit, I was criticizing his ability to throw. I was criticizing his ability to swing the bat. But he seems to be figuring it out. And if he stays on this track and he stays the guy that you know that he probably can be, why would you not try to extend him at least with the qualifying offer and, you know, as you get to the offseason or give him like a two-year deal, give him the Matt Carpenter deal and see what happens, right? Why would you not do that? Are you worried about blocking O'Neal? And oh, let me ask you a question. If you, could, if you could keep Ozuna but get rid of Fowler, would you do it? I would. Now, Fowler's been doing a little bit better, too, himself. He's been getting on base a little more, uh, drawing some walks. He's been getting a little bit lucky on balls, too, and I still contend that a lot of his early season struggles have been because of some bad luck. All that being said, though, all that being said, if you had to choose between Fowler and Ozuna, which one would you pick? And you can't pick none. Fowler, I don't know, is going to be the guy that, they, that he needs to be. Is he going to get a little bit better? Is he probably going to, he's probably not going to bat 180. You'd have to try kind of hard to be able to bat 180 again. But Ozuna, on the other hand, could be a real asset. He's a middle-of-the-order bat. And if he turns it on, he's the middle-of-the-order bat that the Cardinals desperately need to help protect Goldschmidt. Because if Ozuna can do that, you can move Goldschmidt down to the third spot. Let's just say you move DeYoung up to the second spot. And suddenly, everybody is getting better pitches to hit. Everybody. Because with DeYoung behind Carpenter, he'll still, be, he'll still get the same effect that Goldschmidt was getting. With Goldschmidt behind DeYoung, same thing. Ozuna behind Goldschmidt. That is what you want, right? That is the ideal, in my mind. Let me know what you think. Should we extend Marcelo Zuna at Locked on STL? Uh, we'll get a poll up a little bit later on this morning about that. Let me know. You can check us out in the brand new Himalaya podcasting app, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. I'm going to be wrapping things up. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show, and I will see you tomorrow morning. You know how we roll around here. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.